Apple Music now offers better sounding audio streams, but can anybody really hear the difference? And it's going to be an exciting summer filled with speedy new Apple Silicon Macs. That's what's happening in the world of Apple, and we'll talk about it in this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Hello. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. We'll talk about the new Macs that are coming in the second half of this show. First, we'll talk about the newest feature of Apple Music. It's the high-resolution lossless audio streaming. That's coming in June. Did they give a specific date? Mm-mm. They did not. Okay. It, it will require iOS 14.6 or macOS 11.4, is that? And tvOS yes. 14.6, tvOS. When you download those, they don't just... They also have to do a server-side. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the, the final beta is out, the, the release candidate, uh, and it doesn't turn any of those things on. Yeah, it just it just had support for it, but it's right. It's, it's not like a magical update, and, and right. all of a sudden everything's here. I, I think what's gonna it's gonna be one of those things that we've seen in a couple of other apps where um, they'll just and you won't download anything. You'll just launch Apple Music, on the, right. on, Open your settings, and there'll be new settings in your right. settings and stuff. So they're flip, flipping a switch essentially. Yeah. It, it's it's a little show. curious that since it's launching in June. And Apple happens to have a big giant developers conference in June that they decided to to unveil it this week and not as a small yeah. announcement at WWDC. It's weird. I, yeah, just to say it's available now or something. Right. I, I guess they figure they've got a full slate of yeah, maybe so uh, and, and enough stuff to announce. We've seen this with some other companies when there's a big press conference at E3 or something like that. Once they start to get their, they start to do their rehearsal and plan out their thing and stuff. They go like, well, all right, we need to trim this down what can we just go ahead and get out take out of the which is somewhat ironic because the apple music introduction was the 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 too long one more thing a couple of years ago at wwcc it was like it was like 15 minutes long and everyone was like all right enough already we get it it's a music service (laughs) like like, come on what are we doing here so you'll be seeing in apple music I guess files that are using Apple lossless audio compression. Well, they all, it's going to be a setting, a toggle, a series of toggles that you can switch on and off. Uh, probably uh, Wi Fi cellular toggles as well, because they use a ton of data if, yeah. if they're turned on. They'll, um, you, you'll go into sit, the settings app and then music, and then there'll be two settings for to concern yourself with. One is for lossless audio uh, or high, high res lossless audio, which is the, higher bit rate and yeah. higher uh, bit depth version of lossless. And then um, there'll also be a toggle to force Dolby Atmos on. Right. That's um, the space, spatial audio. This, for Apple's, this. Apple's branding of Dolby Atmos. Uh, yeah. It'll be branded in the app as Dolby Atmos. Like, um, so if you're looking at an album or you're looking mm-hmm. at a track or something that supports it, there'll be little labels saying lossless or right. Dolby Atmos or something like that. So the lossless will eventually come to all tracks yep. in Apple Music. It's going to start with something like 20 million, and then they'll be done with the whole catalog. By 75 the year. million. Um, High-res lossless ne- won't necessarily. And Dolby Atmos requires special mixes, so we don't know exactly how many. It's going to be way, way less. There'll be, yeah, that'll be a special treat for people. They've spotlighted a couple of artists, so it seems as though it's going to be very limited. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
the fact that they named specific artists lets you makes you think that there's going to be something like like a dozen albums or something right. at first and it's going to grow a bit but don't expect everything to have that feature uh, and it'll turn on automatically if you have any airpods or beats product that has either a w1 or h1 chip in it it'll just play and it'll use their spatial audio to play back the dolby atmos uh, if you don't, if you have some other headphones, you can go into settings and say, always play Dolby Atmos and it'll work. Uh, it also work from Apple TV for your plugged into your receiver or your soundbar or something that supports Dolby Atmos. You'll get that. Yeah. And if you have um, Apple music on Android, which I assume is a very, very, very small percentage of Apple music subscribers. But if you do, uh, that spatial audio is not an option. It has right. to be an iPhone or an Apple TV. Yeah, no Dolby Atmos stuff Apple, at all. Even if you have AirPods, again, even smaller yeah. segment of the population, <laughs> AirPods with an Android phone and subscribe to Apple Music. But if you do have that, uh, you don't you don't get that spatial audio stuff. Right. You you will get lossless, um, but yes. lossless uh, on any phone <laughs> requires wired headphones. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little uh, tricky on any phone, any Mac, any any anything thing. <laughs> Uh, you have to plug in wired headphones or uh, if it's the Apple TV, just uh, you have to be plugged into a soundbar or something that supports those bit rates and FLAC or, or, or I'm sorry, Apple lossless codec. Apple, yeah. Now high res lossless, you have to go a step further. You need an external digital audio converter. You have to plug in a USB DAC or something right? Mm-hmm. or there's, there's ones that work with their iPhone and stuff like that. You have to have that. That also supports like 2496k and, and a pair of headphones that also support it on top of well you just plug in wired headphones literally any wired headphones will work you won't necessarily hear the difference unless you have really really excellent headphones right. uh, yeah so you got to have wired headphones and everything and an external deck to do the high res stuff and uh, uh, lightning headphones work with an iphone as well because that has a built-in deck that supports um lossless but again not high res lossless lossless but not high res yeah. Yeah. and it's it's all very it's all very tricky. And Jason, you wrote an article last week before this even launched, which mm-hmm. basically was a prelude to all of this. I was like, listen, <laughs> no one's going to know the difference anyway. Apple could literally say, Apple didn't even have to like announce any of this. They, they could just lie to us and say, yeah, everyone's getting lossless. Well, and most people wouldn't really. They would say, oh, yeah, it sounds so much better. <laughs> like the, like yeah, people aren't I mean, know. I have heard Air from every great regardless. person. I have heard from every single person who has thousands of dollars of audio gear who's absolutely convinced that they can clearly hear the difference between lossless and lossy compression and stuff. And it's funny because Apple has their Apple Digital Masters mm-hmm. program, which used to be called like uh, made for iTunes or something like that. Um, they changed the name, but all that is, is they, they use their fanciest encoders to take a 24-bit studio master and encode from that. And they literally say, um, the results, this is Apple's page, the results both for streaming and download are virtually indistinguishable from the original 24-bit studio masters. Um, Which is not lossless and not high-res lossless and not anything. <laughs> not anything. Right. Like that's, that's just their straight up that's right. like AAC. Um you know, the fact of the matter is, and, and of course, I'll, I'll hear about this from everybody, is um, our ears generally aren't good enough right. to distinguish between good quality, like a 256K AAC with a good encoder encoded from a good source 
and that original source, um, unless you have very, very rarefied and well-trained ears and really, really, really excellent um, equipment. And like a like a like a good DAC stuff. Now a lot of stuff that is published currently in high res formats and in lossless formats just are made from a different master. So or, or at different volumes or whatever. So it's like you you can't just compare that to what you played on Spotify or 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 Apple Music or whatever. You have to take if if I took the same source and I encoded it with a really good encoder to a lossy format or I used to, you know, listen to it lossless, would I be able to tell the difference? And when, there's study after study where they do this with a blind test where the people don't know and they, they don't know. <laughs> they, can't, they can't pick out the difference. The nice is thing it, is none of this really matters because it's all, none of it costs more. Yes. It's just a new feature for everyone. So if you're convinced you can hear the difference, turn it on, yeah. enjoy that it sounds better. I mean, uh, if you really, if you, and if you're the person who's, yeah, I bought a head of headphone amp and DAC and have $2,000 headphones and I'm, I got all this stuff so I can hear all this, then yeah, good, turn it on. It's a, it's, it's a limitation, a natural limitation of Bluetooth, but it is funny that Apple's $550 AirPods Max headphones <laughs> don't take advantage of the, the lossless or the high-res lossless. They do yeah, the spatial audio, which there's is... There's just not enough Bluetooth bandwidth. Right. Even when you plug them in, you can plug them in via lightning and get the sound over that, but right. only via it's, analog. That's, that's limited so you're too, con- yeah. yeah, you're converting to analog. Right. Then the headphones convert right. back to digital and play back the digital. And because there's that extra conversion right. step, they say it's technically not lossless. I wonder if Apple will come out with its own... Bluetooth codec. Sony Sony has one that right. does push lossless to AirPods. I mean, I, I could see that happening, but I, I also understand why it's not a priority. Bluetooth 5's bandwidth in the right modes should be plenty for Apple lossless. That's not what's used. All these headphones that say they support Bluetooth 5, they support Bluetooth 5 for some functions, but they're still sending audio data over the same old parts of the spec that are from Bluetooth, like 2.1 or something that have like a one megabit limit and it's not enough. So yeah, I'm curious if they can do something about it. I would not be surprised if they did something about it. Yeah, not at all. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised if they didn't do something about it. Yeah. I mean, one of those middle, middle grounds. Uh, HomePod is also caught up in this kind of uh, uh, strange audio limitations, even though it does support flack technically it doesn't it supposedly. doesn't natively right technically yeah it, it won't apple confirmed that it won't natively play apple lossless if you say you know play my whatever yeah it's playlist, it flack, it and won't. i think it supports apple lossless it does i think yeah. that's what's used for airplay and i think that's right part so of i reason. wonder if you've streamed from an iphone to a home pod will it play lossless I, I i doubt it you're probably converting and then reconverting because uh my understanding is airplay uses apple lossless but it limits it to 44.1 kilohertz 16-bit mm-hmm. 44.1 kilohertz and it'll downsample anything that's bigger than that uh so my guess is you're not gonna get lossless anyway out of a home pod which by the way they've discontinued <laughs> Well, the mini, there's the mini also. I don't, I don't know that the mini was part of their whole situation for this. The yeah, they, I, don't, I actually don't know. Does, does the mini play? They Flack? don't. They don't say HomePod Mini in any of these articles about what supports what. The regular HomePod will support 
the Dolby Atmos playbacks, though, for yes. spatial audio. Everything supports the spatial audio. Kind of nothing Apple makes supports right. the yeah, Literally space. nothing. I mean, the iPhone itself does, but you know, right. it's, it's, it's a couple of hoops you got to get to to, to yeah. get it into your ears. So if you download a song from Apple Music, if you subscribe and you download it, what are you getting? Are you getting the old 256 or are you getting the lossless or are you... Can you? Is there an option to get the high res lossless version? If you, which 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 one are you going to get? If you download, you mean if you download, the, if you download it to your device, to your Mac or to your iPhone, whatever it is. Yeah, you get whatever you set it to in settings for your. Okay. Yeah. What do I? So then, could you take that file and push it to a to a HomePod, probably from something else other than an iPhone, some other AirPlay device? Right, like but it's always AirPlay always downsamples to sixteen bit forty four point one. Well, that, so how does Flack work? Then? Or does it not? I, I have no idea. Like, like theoretically, it does. But how does it? Work? Theoretically, it does. But all I have ever seen from the tech press about it is like two years ago, we've discovered HomePod. Right. It was in supports Flack, and then nobody's actually tried it or whatever. <laughs> Suffice it to say that if you're this concerned about music quality, um, you're not going to hear a difference out of your HomePod anyway. It's not that good. A HomePod's not that good. Right, right. It's, yeah. it's not a. I can tell the difference between it's, lossless and lossy. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and it, and it's good enough where Apple Music sounds great right now. You right. know, it's it's one of those types of devices. It's right, as you say, it's not. You're not going to really see the difference unless maybe you have two of them. Even then, maybe, maybe then if stereo separation and stuff. But yeah, I agree. I doubt it. All, I will say it's a good thing Apple didn't charge for this because they would have been a bit of a firestorm if had they. Because you know people do tend to get upset. If yeah. Apple rolls out a, a higher subscription or, 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 or higher price, anything True. that leaves out, and it's not just Apple, yeah, anybody, that, that mm-hmm. leaves out a, what's a, a presumably key component. So, you know, it's free. You can't really complain. If you want to get it, you got to get, you know, some extra equipment. So it's free, but it's gonna it's still going to cost you. <laughs> yep. Uh, if you actually want to hear it. I should mention that uh, Amazon Music rolled out yeah. its um high-res audio or yeah. i should say lossless. lossless is it lossless or high-res i think it's just lossless. uh yeah they, they call it amazon music hd i don't, I don't think yeah. it's the super high-res version i don't think yeah i don't think it's high-res i think it's just lossless compression but they rolled that out and it's free on there too i don't know yeah. a lot of people who use amazon music yeah i don't either um, but it's, it's it's there it's, i mean it's a it's the same songs but yeah it's either spotify or apple music at this point yeah it's i think it has more to do with their interface and music yeah. suggestions and i can absolutely stuff. assure you that nobody using an echo to listen to amazon music is going to hear any difference <laughs> that's for damn sure right um and then there's let's see spotify is has had announced that they they're had, coming yeah. out with a version this Some fall point later this year and it was supposed to cost more but they never said how much more mm-hmm. and or when it's coming out and now this really puts the pressure on spotify to just make it free or not free make it something that part of the premium part of Spotify premium. Yeah. It's funny how, you know, there's that old adage that it's not really a thing until Apple does it. And I mean, hi-fi music, it's not new title has been doing it for years. Now everyone's talking about it. Everyone's realizing the limitations of it. Like, you know, no one paid attention to that stuff. And now yeah, it's it, title made a big splash because of all the artists yeah. who were financially involved in it. And they really tried to explain that you have to hear this, like, lossless you know higher fidelity music and there are people who swear by it but it's it bombed in the market they it only, did. well they charge more for it as well they, have they a, charge more a, for it uh, um and and tier. that money was supposed to go straight to the artists and all this right. stuff but yeah. you know it they never got more than well. three million users or something like that they stopped 
releasing their numbers <laughs> after i think a bunch of their ago. investors kind of pulled out like they did it's changed high, hands a couple times and, now yeah uh, I forget who owns it now. It's it's yeah, it's it's moving around. But that's not it's not the first. There's that there was that remember the Pono player from Neil Yeah, Young? that was Neil, Neil Young. Neil Young. That's triangle weirdness. Yeah. Yeah, that was supposed to that was back when people downloaded music and put it on a player. Right. You know, but it had iPod, a special DAX and everything in it for its high resolution music and that just bombed. And and it goes this goes back to around around the turn of the century, there were a fight between DVD audio and super audio CD which yeah, yeah. were again high resolution versions of everything you had to go rebuy your music and, and players and everything yeah players and everything and and it was and they were, they were like 30 dollars a cd or maybe even more music yeah. stores yeah. had these demos about how yeah. amazing it could sound and stuff and those demos were really convincing but mostly because a lot of them had uh, were a made from different masters and b a lot of them had sort of a 3d music effect where you, you could place where different people were playing from because they had it hooked up to surround systems and it supported that. And you would go like, wow, that sounds really amazing. Mm-hmm. So I really think the, the Dolby Atmos part of this is going to be the part that most people, not only can most people actually take advantage of, but I think that's going to be the part that stands out. People are going to go, oh yeah. I have a question. Could Apple put a digital audio converter in like the iPhone 13 Pro that can handle high-res lossless or is it just too big of a component they could uh the the dac is not the problem for that it's um and, and they could do it and say it supports it the thing that would make a, a be a big component would be an amp a headphone amp and that's what everybody kind of all, all the audio files say that's what you really want is you want not just the, a clean digital audio conversion you need a separate headphone amp that really okay. does a good job. If you want to hear everything the best, it's definitely something they could do. They I actually, I, I will say this, the silicon to make that happen and everything is trivial. I have no idea what the lightning port spec will support for audio output, for analog audio output, because that's what you're essentially doing. I don't know if the headphone adapters are little, are they taking a digital output from Lightning and have a DAC in that little headphone yeah, adapter? Yeah, they do. I, I did some research when I was editing your story yesterday. Yeah, there is a little mini DAC pass. inside the 3.5 millimeter adapter. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all they need to replace then. And okay. they could do it. Cool. They could do that. So they could they could do that and they could do it with current. It would support current iPhones. Current right. iPhones. Yeah, right, right. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same. Right, right now, it's, it's uh, a 2448, I believe. So yeah, they so yeah. they can just 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 amp up those numbers and release. Them yeah, and uh, they replace probably charge the twice as much. <laughs> yeah, they could make a separate one that is yeah, right. literally called high res high res audio. Expect that. Expect that to come. <laughs> yeah, geez. I I honestly thoroughly believe that Apple will have some sort of wireless solution. Yeah, not, I agree. If not for AirPods Max, then for future products, maybe that has something to do with these next gen iPods. Maybe they've got something to do with. Air, Air, AirPods. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, these third like gen AirPods iPod. or something will support lossless or something. Yeah. I, I have to assume they're, they're working on it. It's weird that they wouldn't roll it out altogether, but yeah, it makes sense. Yep. Apple loves their proprietary format. So why not? Have it it could all just happen, happen to do with things between chip shortages and everything else. Yep. They're, they're just not going to roll them out till the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And so they're not going to announce them now. Uh, it's an interesting development. And it's, we haven't, nobody can really try it out yet. (laughs) 
and we wait until June. I'll turn it on, but my hearing's so bad that I, I'd be one of those people who would not be able to tell the difference if you put me in a tap test yeah i'm gonna go on records i mean i love music but i can't tell the difference i, I tried jason has a, a, a link to a test in his article and not even close <laughs> yeah there's a good there's a very good site that's got a abx test and they actually let you test if you hit the like more tests thing there's several different formats that you can test against this and they this all started back when title was talking about how important lossless was so it was like here's titles versus a you know, compressed version of that same song from the same master. And they do an excellent job because the test is what they call an ABX test. Instead of picking between A and B, they let you play a track. They play a track X and you say X is the A track or X is the B track. So you're listening to three things and you're trying to pick which one X is. They're all equal volume and everything else. So you're not, our ears, brains are terrible. They'll just think the louder things sounds better and stuff like that all the time so and you have to do this same piece of the same track multiple times so you can't just guess it right a lot it's like something like five times the same piece of the same track and then multiple different tracks and everything it's a it's kind of an involved test but it's great and almost nobody passes it because people's ears aren't that good like people's ears and headphones and digital auto converters and everything else. Like you need a whole perfect chain of events <laughs> and then you need to be listening in a good environment. If you have background noise, that's, you know, your air conditioner's going or something. I'm going to get so much more hate every time I bring this up. And it's just a, it's unfortunately a fact <laughs> that is supported by evidence that nobody wants to hear because everybody knows that this higher fidelity stuff sounds better. Yeah, I was looking at a Reddit um, thread also while I was editing your piece. And yeah, the people are arguing on there saying I can tell and you can. And, you know, it's, just, sure. <laughs> it's it's the never ending always. For, nobody's always nobody's posting their screenshot of their blind test that shows that they got them, that it says, because it'll tell you, like, can you hear yeah, the yeah. difference? It'll say, yeah, you can or not. And, and nobody's posting their screenshot of their ace in the test. Uh, someone now, someone on uh, our Twitter said that they got like a 74%, but again, no screenshot. And you know, yeah. you could, you could luck into a 74% too. You can. <laughs> uh, and, and it'll even tell you based on how you got 74% right. Like, did you continually identify the same piece of the song correctly, A or B? Cause it makes you repeat it like five times. And I, I'm um, sure, I'm sure there are some people with, you know, amazing years and perfect pitch and all that stuff. Sure. But it, you're talking about well, the vast majority. Or of just really good equipment like or just clearly really if you're a studio producer and you're recording uh, right. stuff and mixing and you're gonna change this yes you're gonna record everything in 24 bit 192 and you're gonna yeah of course and you should and that's absolutely proper but then when you come down to the final mix in stereo for our ears and especially for consumer equipment it just doesn't make a difference yeah well, if you want more information on Apple Music and its new lossless uh, support coming up, go to our website. We have a bunch of articles. Jason wrote a great article on uh, what you need to listen to lossless and the spatial audio features in Apple Music. So when we're done listening to Apple Music, maybe we can 
in June, maybe we can go onto the Apple website. I'm, I'm, I was trying to find a, a segue, and I just couldn't find one. <laughs> hey, hey, Roman, did you know that, that, that all home runs, Roman? <laughs> products <laughs> like a couple of foul balls in there. Okay. Products like the new MacBook will play spatial audio, uh, <laughs> Dolby Atmos as well. Yes, straight so, out of their speakers. <laughs> Yeah, so we could be getting new MacBooks this summer, according to Mark <laughs> German from Bloomberg. We could be getting a new 14 and 16 inch MacBook Pro uh, outfitted with new Apple Silicon, not the M1. We don't know what it's going to be called yet. Right. Uh, but this new processor is going, according to Mark German, is going to have. 10 processing cores as opposed to the eight that is on the M1. If I remember correctly, I, I should have it in front of me, but I don't. Is it at two efficiency cores and then two, eight um, high performance cores? I think that is uh, what is Yes, implied. that's what it is. Yes. Yeah. That, that's what German is reporting. Yeah. So whereas the M1 is four and four of each, could have a 16 or 32 graphics cores, a maximum of 64 gigabytes of memory. Doesn't say, he doesn't state what the minimum will be or what the standard configuration will be. And a improved neural engine. Uh, we could also see more Thunderbolt ports. He doesn't specify how many. You, you would expect them to come in pairs, so. Yeah. Right. And it could have a MagSafe. Uh, the SD card slot will make a comeback. And there will be an HDMI port. And that will probably, he says the summer WWDC happens to be in the summer. So it wouldn't be, it's not much of a reach to guess that Apple will introduce it at WWDC. Yeah, that was the like middle of last year. That's what we expected. And yeah. Then, and things got pushed around because of the chip shortages and whatnot. And now it looks like maybe Apple figured it out. Because it's funny because I read an article this morning saying that the chip shortages are worse than ever. But um, maybe they're in a, they're in a, such a unique position with their own silicon and their own uh, manufacturing places that they can kind of you know bypass all this. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. Uh, we we're told the, the rumors say don't expect a bigger iMac. Um, right. They they that's yeah. kind of been delayed. I don't want to say delayed. They prioritized working on the twenty four inch and getting it out. And the 27 or 30 or whatever the big one's going to be, the replacement for the 27-inch iMac isn't going to come to like late in the year. Which, I mean, that makes sense. I'm sure that the 24-inch is going to be a much bigger seller. Mm -hmm. But whatever this chip is that's in the, the these new uh, MacBook Pros is what you would expect to be in right. that, that big version yeah, of the iMac. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like they're... You know, assuming all these rumors are accurate, and they, and they certainly, we've heard enough of them, and there's been enough leaks to suggest that they are, that Apple is really pushing hard into a difference between consumer and pro this year with the with the with their new transition, the Apple Silicon transition. Yeah, I mean, more Thunderbolt ports, return of the uh, of the SD card reader, HDMI, um, MagSafe, maybe uh, six, probably sixteen kings of RAM to start. You know, I'm really curious about this. MagSafe, yeah, me too. Uh, thing because I don't expect it's going to be exactly like the old MagSafe. And also, are they going to call it MagSafe because they have MagSafe on the phone, now. right? Which is <laughs> different. Other yeah. thing, <laughs> and maybe that's confusing the 
um, the, the rumors, the, the rumor mill, maybe what yeah. they're talking about is there'll be a spot on the, on the top of the computer, you put your, put yeah, your you phone on. slap down your MagSafe phone. That would be, that would be interesting. And charge your phone yeah. from it, which would be amazing and interesting yep. and weird. Yeah. Um, it just like the rumor would be a lot more sensical if we didn't just get a new introduction of the MagSafe brand. That's not really that. I don't know. I just don't really quite understand it. And I also don't know, like, do we need another proprietary power connector? Because that's I mean, not the greatest thing either. We we'll don't, see. but if, if they're going to give me a separate power connector that does what MagSafe used to do, that just snap on with a magnet and it's deliberately not held strong enough that it pops yep. off instead of doing the thing and not take up my USB ports. I'm kind of for that. I, yeah, there's there's sure. places where I think this makes sense. And I, I the laptops, I, I miss MagSafe. I think that was a good thing. It was a good thing. I would yeah. like it if they, so if they do have that, also give us the option to charge via USB-C Thunderbolt because sometimes yeah, I wonder. you don't want to carry around that extra, that extra thing. That would be neat if you could just plug in that other. Either one, yeah. Either one. So A, a couple of weeks ago, I tweeted a picture of my bent MacBook pro charger uh connector because i i tripped over my cable and my laptop went flying and and it just so happened that it landed the adapter connected to my macbook that landed on the floor that hit the floor and bent my connector and i was like yeah, i i miss magsafe <laughs> if i had magsafe that wouldn't have happened and uh so also the the new imac that's shipping this week has a magnetic power connector but that that's nowhere near max that is that's just like a handy like thing yeah. it's not at all. really really forcefully yeah it's not meant to snap off right it's meant to stick in really well i think that has more to do with the standard three prong plug thing mm -hmm. not being uh, being too deep for that thin mm -hmm. and they yeah. want to keep a big flat slab in the back so exactly. it's, it's their own way to make one and to be fair, they're not they're not calling it MagSafe. It's just, you know, you, you see magnets and power, and that's what you think of with Apple. So I mentioned a new system on a chip in the MacBook Pro. Uh, German reports that that same SOC will be in a new Mac Mini, that this model Mac Mini is the higher-end Mac Mini. So Apple currently has a Mac Mini with the M1 in it. That's the 699 and 899 model. There's still an Intel version that's for 1099 and probably that model will, will be replaced by this new mac mini yeah i wonder what the sales are on, on something like that i mean it's it's a it's a good it's you know the mac mini right now oddly enough is like the best m1 desktop you can get i mean the imac's nice yeah but if you're looking yeah. for value and power and performance and all that stuff the mac mini is like 600 dollars less yeah, yeah you and it's the same. supply all your own you know monitor mouse monitor keyboard, all stuff. Stuff, yeah right. but you know you get you get the performance there speaking of all that stuff that really that's the to me the most interesting thing about this report is i mean we knew they were going to make higher end apple silicon chips for higher end products uh, the timing is the interesting thing and the details but to me what's going to make me excited about the next macbook pro is is it going to have the mini led display is it going to have face id is it right. going to have like what's the redesign look like right. um 
uh, does it get rid of the touch bar? Please get rid of it. There's, there's this persistent rumor that the touch bar is yeah, dead. It seems like, as though so... that's, that's, that's all but confirmed from what, from what we've read. I really hope that's true. It's funny how it started out as a, as a high-end productivity pro tool, and now it looks like it's going to become more of a consumer feature. Or maybe just, maybe just disappear completely. I think it's just going to disappear. It might, it might just, just go away yeah. completely. Uh, yeah, and, um, and nothing of value was lost. <laughs> I'm, I'm so anti-touch bar because it's not that it's not neat, but it takes up space, costs, all this other stuff, and it doesn't right. provide value for all of that. Yeah, it just um, and it's antithetical to what its uh, keyboard deck is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to look down there. You're looking at the display, right. and because it changes all the time, that's the entire point of the touch bar is that it's. It, it's adaptive and changes. Uh, you have to look down at it. You have to, to yeah. In, in order there's to no muscle memory manipulate. there at all. Right. Yeah. No muscle memory. There's no tactile response. There's no, and, and things change. That's the point. And if I just wanted something controls that change, depending on what I'm doing could be on the display. There's, there's a name for that. It's the display. Just make <laughs> yeah. the display do that. So uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I'd rather have what they're apparently doing is full-size function keys. I don't even know that I need full-size function keys. The half-height keys are fine for the yeah, function sure. row, for, I guess. But uh, I just like the... <laughs> I've been using the MacBook Air, the M1 MacBook Air, and it's got no touch bar. And I n- never once feel like, God, I wish I had the touch bar. Not, not once. Hundreds of hundreds of hours. Yeah, I have the I have the 13-inch Pro. And I honestly sometimes have to like force myself to remember to use the touch bar just because it's there. And I feel like I should <laughs> no, no touch bar would be, would make me happy. Uh, German's report does not say whether the current M1 13 inch MacBook pro goes away or if it's still in the lineup. So th- my guess would be they're not going to ax it because they need a cheaper right. version, but that whatever, when, when we get to next year, like everything that's on the old design is going to go away. Like so it'll be around for a generation, maybe even two, but eventually it'll drop out. Right. It'll be like the, it'll be kind of like the 21.5 inch iMac. It'll, they'll just like let it linger on without an update until they can just make the new design one reach the price point that they need for an entry of price point, yeah. which is 1500 bucks or whatever. Yeah. What's interesting about the, the, the state of the Mac at the moment is that the M1 is so fast that they could sell that for like two or three more years. And it's still very capable. We're not talking about like a, like a, like a core M3 Intel processor. That's going to be poking yeah. in two years. Right. I, I don't think they will. Uh, I, doubt, I mean, they don't have to because really they can, you know, their, their, their advancements just are so much faster than what they got from Intel. Yeah. I'm so curious what their, their update cadence for Max is going to yeah. look like mm-hmm. from here on out. Cause it seems like there's going to kind of be three chips out of Apple. There's going to be, well, not counting Apple Watch, not counting the S series stuff. There's going to be the the A series stuff for yeah. for the phone and for lower end iPads. I, iPad Air, yeah. There's going to be the M1, then the M2, and the M3 and stuff, which is going to be for iPad Pro and lower end Macs, yep. and you know, lower end iMacs and stuff. And then there's going to be a high end chip for high end Macs. And then German's report mentioned next year they'll replace the Mac Pro the desktop Mac pro with um, a, a version of a chip that's got like a hajillion <laughs> cores and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they, and the code names were something two C and something four C. And it makes me, makes it sound to me like they're going to take whatever's this new high end chip and they'll just put two of them 
in parallel, like in the yeah. box at, right. or four, and you get either a two chip or a four chip version and two chip and four chip workstations have totally been done before, but never with a system on chip yeah. that is doing graphics and everything else. And if they can load balance graphics, neural engine, all that other stuff among multiple chips, what an amazing thing they could be doing. And then are they on a yearly cadence for all these products? Are they basically going to update three chips every year? And, and that's going to give them updates or some of these things going to be every other year updates. Yeah. I always kind of got the, got the opinion or not the opinion. I, I kind of got the feeling that Apple wanted to update the Mac on a yearly basis, like the mm -hmm. iPhone, but Intel, you know, they were dependent on Intel's roadmap. Yeah. They kind of stymied them. Now they, you know, they control the whole thing and they mm -hmm. could absolutely, if they want to, maybe they do it for consumer devices, like the, like the MacBook and MacBook Air, not for the, for the Mac Pro, which, you know, can go on a two-year cadence, who knows, but yeah, I mean, so many more options now. They have more options. In the past, we've seen the X versions of the A-series, the A12X or whatever. Those have always been, um, those are effectively what the M1 was, like just double everything uh, from the phone chip. And they've sometimes been on a yearly cadence and sometimes skipped a year. Yeah. And we don't know what the plans are going forward, but if they're going to do the whole lineup top to bot from Mac Pro all the way down to the cheapest iPhone with three chips and they mm -hmm. can do it, especially yep. if they can do a multi-chip thing, then they could update these every year. There'd be a core yep. updates to updates to the main core, the main neural engine, stuff like that. And everything else is just number of cores right. and number of memory channels and stuff. That'd be amazing. And, and it'd be really hard for the windows yeah, market and the Qualcomm so phone market every for everyone else to keep up with that is just going to be really I mean, rough it would be yeah. apple and everybody else yeah because when you're designing your stuff you don't have to worry about you know every year you got to redesign for heat dissipation and 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 uh, efficiency like you're you're controlling the stack so they could be designing right. two year threes at two three years out with a design and not just plug in faster and faster chips Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Apple offered a dual processor uh, PowerMac G4 way, way back in the day. Probably. The, yeah, uh, tower. But they, yeah. they, they haven't done that in, in a while. So that would be something to see. Uh, yeah. Especially if they're those super fast M, M1X or 2X or whatever. Yeah, it's, chips. it's really common to have dual processor uh, workstations. Yeah, yeah. In, but they're just uh, the Windows. CPU and main system RAM. And then they have a separate GPU with its own separate RAM and stuff. And right. Is Apple going to go that route? It'll be Apple's GPU, but it's like a separate chip or, yeah. you know, who knows? Uh, I'm really curious to see these things totally roll out. And it's, I mean, they'll, they'll be we're like going to have to wait so thousand dollars, but they'll be cool. Yeah, to but that, so what? That's <laughs> yeah, what it's it, That's what it's for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In an earlier report, Mark Gurman said that the Apple Silicon Mac Pro could have a new smaller design. And yeah. he, I think he said it would remind people of the Power Mac G4 Cube. Yeah, something like similar to the industrial design of the current Mac Pro, but sized like the Cube, like down, yeah. like take the current Mac Pro and shrink it down to like a, a four liter case, a two or four liter case, some kind of, that's cool. Do that. Yeah, sure. I mean, does that affect um, cards and things that you have to put into it? It, not if Apple makes them all, right? Because <laughs> they there get to go. do what they want to do. Right. Um, I don't think we're going to see. I think upgradability is going to take a hit yeah, sure. as they do this, uh, and it's not going to matter a whole lot. It, external upgradability, no, there'll be Thunderbolt ports galore. Absolutely, but yeah. 
I think the more interesting thing is like rack mounting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Things that, that that market cares about more. Uh, do you have to make a rack mountable version when it's small enough to sit on a desk and it's not a problem mm-hmm. in a in a production studio? Well, like the, the Mac Pro currently has these afterburner accelerators. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, would that still be necessary? Nope. Yeah, no. Right, it's <laughs> yeah. on the chip now, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's uh, video encoders. And yeah. those are in these A and M series chips. Uh, they may not do the same encoding, but that would be where they would take these chips moving forward. They would enhance these chips. I'm waiting for them to have AV1 encoding built into these chips and then scoop up the entire production yeah. market for these things. That makes you kind of like lament that Steve Jobs isn't isn't alive to see all this because man, he would he would love this. <laughs> yeah yep true yeah. and just to hear how he would sell it right that's like how, how would he be, he so be on stage yeah. talking about this totally yeah he was always a big proponent of the idea of of building frameworks because it lets developers more quickly build a building it, it was mm-hmm. sort of like you're building an eight-story building do you want to start with the first five floors built and that's really what's the, the, all this apple silicon transition is really taking that to the hardware level and taking advantage of all this because one of the reasons they're so fast is you want to unzip something Well, you're not going to use all the CPU cores. There's dedicated, you know, hardware decompression stuff. You're just calling a a framework that is going to work on the CPU on an Intel thing and work on the M1 on thing. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to do anything special. It's just going to go faster. Yeah. I'm really interested in where this is all going. Yeah. And I want, uh, I'm on first in line for that 14 inch macbook pro with all that stuff and 16 gigs of ram and come on i just want to see the price well a price for a version that doesn't have a 256 gig ssd because you know the bottom tier is going to have a 256 how you figure 512 maybe two grand i'm i'm on board with that 512 512 16 gigs i don't need 32 uh, especially yeah. the way that M M series stuff handles RAM. Jeez, yeah, sixteen gigs. Yeah, I I would two grand for that. Especially if it's got the mini LED screen sold. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, they'll be back ordered. I don't yeah. have two grand lying around. <laughs> Put it on your Apple Card. You play it off in installments. Come on now. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't play with debt. Zero <laughs> percent. It's not debt. It's just. It payments. is debt. Anything. No, I pay it off every month. <laughs> everything so, so the high-end 13 is 14.99 or no i'm sorry it's uh it does, there's one more above that there are there are two there are two m1 standard configurations one with right. 512 and that's 14.99 and then there are two intel models oh, okay and then the 16 inch starts that, at 23.99 right. with which i assume would be about the same because that's 16 gigs of RAM, 512 gigs. So that yeah. would probably stay around there, if not exactly the same. The 14 yeah. inch is the new one, which would have to be higher than the 13 inch. But yeah. So you're talking 15, maybe starts at 1799. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's, where the, that's where the Intel 13 inches start. Yeah. Right. There's a 1799 and a 1999. I think and that's, that's that, probably yeah, that makes the most sense. Will it, I always forget that in. they that they still sell those. But if it's, if it's got the mini LED screen, I could see them making it Maybe cost hundred dollars more. more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would, and I would pay that. That would be the biggest difference 
they can. Hey, maybe if they take away the touch bar, they can use that cost savings to put mini mini LEDs. (laughs) Yeah, maybe they won't pocket that that difference. (laughs) Sure. Apple always does stuff like that, don't they? Sure. Pass the savings along to you. Pass the savings along. That's a very (laughs) Apple move. On that note, that does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 743. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the podcast via the podcast app on Spotify or whatever app you use for podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com, or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you next time. My cats are wrestling. I, yeah. <laughs> they do this when it's food time. They feel like, I don't know, if they fight, they're going to get fed. I don't know what the logic is, but they get real <laughs> hangry and they take it out on each other. <laughs>